This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hair transplant surgeons aren't trained the same way as, say, a plastic surgeon would be or uh, a urologist would be. So there's specific residency programs mm. that you have to sort of get through before you're allowed to do certain things in medicine. Like Matt said, there's nothing like that. You can, the day after you graduate medical school, you can open up a shop and call yourself a hair transplant. Jeez. Says the guy that got a free hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Got a special episode for you guys today. I got hair transplant experts, Dr. Kevin and Dr. Matt here today. How's it going, gentlemen? Pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to dive into this world. I don't know much about it, so I'd love to hear how you guys got involved and how you got started. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll start. I, I, uh, I started my company about 10 years ago. Um, prior to this, we were both not in hair, hair transplants. Mm-hmm. So I was an emergency medicine doctor, and uh, he was a urologist. We, met in, we actually went to medical school together. Mm. So we each kind of had our own careers. Um, I loved the emergency room. It was great. But after a while, it just kind of started wearing on you. It's a very stressful environment. Right. Um, so I just wanted to get into something different. And cosmetics was, um, at the time, hair transplants were kind of up and coming. And I had a friend that got me into it. I trained with him, and I said, I'm in, 100%. Mm. Uh, started the company, uh, Natural Transplants. And then uh, we just started growing. Uh, I, was, I was fortunate enough to be on some, uh, some national programs, and uh, we ended up hiring uh, Kevin and two other doctors starting another clinic. In, uh, we're in Miami currently, but mm-hmm. out of uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, couldn't be happier, man. And, nice. and the, uh, the field has really grown. It's, it's so much better than it used to be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love to talk about, you know, some of the invi- you know, innovations that are, that are out there right now. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, for you, I guess you were. Yeah, so I was the urologist, as, as Matt was saying. And um, yeah. I loved doing what I did, but it just sort of, the, the daily wear and tear and the things other than the urology part really started wearing on me and, and right. the, the taking call, the weekends, the nights, the insurance companies <laughs> felt like I was working on the computer more than the people. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, recall just every day when I got to work, I'd just sit in my car and I'd say, I wish it was 10 hours from now so I could go home. And, Dang. you know, I was what, you know, 40 years old. I was like, that's not how I want to spend the rest of my life. Yeah. So Matt saved my life, man. And so, you know, <laughs> nice. we, we, we still kept in touch. Yeah. He's like, come check this out. So I did. And it was, uh, it was awesome. I loved it. And Sort of got my life back, and uh, and I love doing this. I wish I'd done it ten years prior. But wow, yeah, yeah you guys both changed your your careers basically, Completely. complete yeah. one eighty, man. And now we have time for our family. We have time for you know for us, yeah, uh, travel, just the things that are that are important. Time you for know? time for so. our patients. That's that's another big one. Yeah. So how has the industry evolved? Like, what are the latest changes? Like, how, how was a transplant back in the day, and how is it now? Yeah. So your you know your your grandparents, uh, your grandfather's transplant back in like the eighties and late eighties, early nineties. Uh, they would literally take plugs. So you may have seen, I don't know if you still see these walking around sometimes, but mm-hmm. they would take a pencil eraser size 
plug from the back of your head and they would put them in almost straight up and perfectly straight line. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can pick it out a mile away. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> easy to kind of spot. And yeah. we actually, a, a big part of our business is fixing those old style transplants. Okay. Once they got to the single hair piece, that changed the game. So, so kind of mid nineties, late nineties, uh, they started doing single hair pieces and that really was hard to tell from real hair. Mm. And then as more accountability with the internet, YouTube reviews, you know, all of that sort of made this, you know, if you're not doing it right, you're not going to survive in this, in this industry. People talk, you know? Right. So, so it, it really changed a lot of things about, uh, so now they have uh, different ways, uh, the strip technique, of course, they have FUE where they're doing the individual extractions. Um, they've got some really cool technology where, um, they're going to hopefully at some point, maybe even start cloning hair. So you, you could take like literally a, a, a piece of a little graph from the back of your head and in a laboratory setting, make as many copies as you want mm. outside the body and then get as many copies as you need and then implant them uh, on wow. top of your head. So that's cool. So when that happens, there, there's no other way to do a hair transplant. I mean, yeah. you basically have a scarless way um, without losing any. Hair. It's, it's amazing. And, wow. and we're, we're close. I think in the next five to 10 years, we'll be there'll be something to talk about in terms of that. So um you know, a lot of stuff in terms of the bio stuff, you know, biology, you talk about some of the bioengineering, not bioengineering, the yes. bioenhancements. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the more of the kind of on the stem cell, uh, you know, categories where there's uh, exosomes and, and PRP therapy mm-hmm. uh, where you can take your own blood and sort of spin it down and inject the, the stem cell type, uh, you know, stem cell type growth factors into the, into the hairs and help them grow. So, mm. And I, I actually had the procedure done myself. Wow. Matt, Matt did mine. So, uh, I, I can speak from experience. Yeah, it both of your hairs works. are like incredible. Like his is natural. He never. Had I never oh, had yeah. one. Yeah, he, yeah, he, does, he doesn't know what the pain's like. But <laughs> I, I, I know what the pain's like. And I he, wish this was a transplant. Right. Easy to sell hair transplants, <laughs> man. Honestly, yeah. but uh, yeah, he Kevin. I said, you know, if you're going to do this, you got to believe in the process. I can't. Ha- you don't want a bald guy doing your transplant, right? right you kind of. Right. It's like a fat trainer, skinny chef. Like <laughs> yeah. you just, you just don't believe. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Believe in him, uh, that. So, you know, the confidence and, you know, we have uh, two of our doctors actually uh, got a hair transplant, both mm. Kevin and Dr. Uh, Dr. Siegel in, uh, in yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, that's a good point. That was always a pet peeve of mine. When my doctor looked unhealthy, I'm like, <laughs> why am I even here? Yeah. One time they told me to eat ice cream when I had like a, a sore tooth or something. I was like, this is weird. Right. Yeah. He's, on, <laughs> he's on smoke breaks as you're sitting there waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, do you guys feel like there's a lack of regulation in the space? I know sometimes they regulate spaces too much, but with this space, it's kind of the opposite, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, this is the wild, wild west of medicine. So people don't often realize hair transplant surgeons aren't trained the same way as, say, a plastic surgeon would be or uh, a urologist would be. Right. So there's specific residency programs mm. that you have to sort of get through before you're allowed to do certain things in medicine. Right. 
Hair transplants mm-hmm. are not that. So you literally, all you have, you can literally graduate medical school and the next day legally do a hair transplant. Wow. And no one will stop you. So for instance, Matt went to three years of ER so yep. a- after medical school. So you go to college, four years of medical school, mm-hmm. and then depending on what your specialty is, you have to do another certain you know, amount of years for residency training specific to that right. you know, specification. So Matt going into ER, he spent three years doing emergency medicine. I was in urology. That was a six-year program. So after Jeez. four years of medical school, I spent another six years Holy. doing urology and surgery. So, um, yeah. but but like like Matt said, there's nothing like that. You can the day after you graduate medical school, you can open up a shop and call yourself a hair transplant. Surgeon. Jeez, so there's you, probably you some stores. You got to do your di- oh, yeah. due diligence and really do your homework and and see who's good and who's not good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. no certification. There's no certification now. There is a official sort of hair transplant. Uh, board certification, but that was literally just started by doctors in the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of an unofficial, right. right? You don't have to be certified to do a hair transplant, yeah. right? But you have to have a plastic surgery residency to do a breast augmentation mm. in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. So so it's very, very different. And a lot of people don't know, and they'll see a little thing, oh, that guy's board certified. It just means you went to some meetings. Um, granted, this is really good to have the meetings and have the research Absolutely. behind it. So we're not bashing it at all, but it's not an official one. It's regulated as such. Right. So, um, so you got to be really careful. And in, in terms of your research, you really got to research this. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, it's hard enough to get a hair transplant that's good in the U S and now if you go to, let's say a foreign country, it's even harder to sort of vet those clinics right. and in your research. You know? Yeah. I see so, people flying out to like Colombia and stuff. I'm absolutely. Like, sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Colombia, Turkey, Turkey, you know, Pakistan everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's big business, man. Wow. And, um, the main reason to go to those other countries is usually price. Right. So, you know, it's, it's maybe half the cost it would be in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But when you factor in that, you know, you may have to go back. Uh, <laughs> you may have work that needs to be corrected. A lot of people spend more money at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Because um, the flights, the hotels. Everything, right. Uh, yeah. And actually, I mean, some, some of these paid for. Yeah, some, some of that oh, they they'll, pay, they'll for pay for you to fly out, they'll, pay for you to stay. That's pick, like a red flag to me, though. Yeah, they'll Absolutely. pick you up in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. as, as you know, from a lot of things, you know, the, the, sometimes if it's too good to be true, it's usually too good to be true. And, and <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the, you just got to be really careful about that. Now, maybe, you know, may, maybe it's the one time where you really get lucky. And there's some good work from overseas, but there's also, we've seen some, a lot of bad work from overseas. And, right. and that's, that you can say the same thing for the States as well. But, if uh, you know if they're if they're offering a really good price at a really low discount um, and for real cheap, there may be a reason. You know, yeah. it may be cheap work. So you just yeah. you know you, you don't have a lot of shots at this. You want to make sure <laughs> this is this is done correctly yeah. and done well the first time. There's certain things yeah. in life you don't cheap out on. No. I right. saw LASIK surgery on Groupon once. Yeah. And like yeah, hell. No. <laughs> I've gone through the cheap way through you know fixing your house up or you know you know replacement you know microwave or something like that. that that's yeah. replaceable. You only got one or two, maybe three shots of this at the most. Yeah. You know, this is on your head. This, this is a big deal. You don't want to, you know, pay a couple extra bucks to get it done right. Absolutely. Yeah. Says the guy that got a free hair transplant. <laughs> <laughs> you did his? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So say someone's like fully bald. Is that, is it possible for them to get hair back? Absolutely. I don't know if you want to speak to that. So, so yeah, I mean, every case is individual and you, and you really, and that's sort of, you really have to talk with the patient meet with the patient, discuss what, you know, risk benefit ratio is. Um, and they have to understand if they have that you can't do an entire, you know, entire someone's head in one procedure. It's just mm-hmm. too large an area to cover. Right. Um, and so you have to talk to them and say, listen, this is going to be multiple procedures. If you're willing to do it, I'm willing to do it. But if someone's not, you know, willing to pay that money for two, three procedures, you know, is it multiple, multiple years, you know, that, that you're going to be going through this. You have to mm-hmm. go through the procedure a few times, the recovery, that you got to be really patient for this. Some guys are not willing to do that, but they need to know that up front. 
You know, you can't right. do the first procedure first and say, oh, by the way, you got to do a second and a third <laughs> one to finish this off. Yeah, yeah. In, in order to be, to, 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 to practice good medicine, you really have to you know, be honest with patients up front. And I'll turn patients away sometimes and, 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 or I'll educate them enough for that they decide they don't want to do it. And, and, yeah. that's, and, and that's great. And, that, and that's fine. Say, listen, you have to know the, the reality of the situation. This is a big deal. This is a surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not Botox injections. This is the real deal. You're going to be left with scars no matter what. Um, it's going to be multiple procedures. Is that something you're willing to get into? Um, I'd rather you know now because once you do that first procedure, you're burning bridges. You can't go back and just erase it. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like what you said about being up front because when I got my braces off as a kid, they were like, you got to wear a retainer the rest of your life. I'm like, what? Why would you tell me earlier? Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. That wasn't in the pamphlet at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Like, Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Um, have you guys heard of any horror stories? Yes. We, 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 you know, we, we, we see our fair share of horror stories. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, and, and a lot of it is, um, like we talked about before, patients not realizing what they're getting into um, kind of going down the rabbit hole of the cheap surgery here, cheap surgery there. And, you know, there, there's a great marketing out there from places that maybe not have the best quality. Yeah. So we'll see patients with really bad scarring in the back of the head and um, from FUE procedures, which sounds like, you know, and, and a lot of times I'll have a patient, so many patients come to me and say, I want the scarless procedure. Mm. I said, well, there is no such thing. Well, they, you know, the other guys said it was scarless, the, the whole punch technique, the FUE. It's not scarless. Believe me, we see it all the time. So right. no matter what, you're getting a scar. And so, you know, a lot of places aren't upfront about it, but you'll, you'll come back and they'll have, you know, patients will have really large scars or they will be what we call over harvesting. You know, if you do the FUE, you know, some places, especially overseas, they'll come back and their back of their head looks like Swiss cheese. Jeez. And it is, and you can't do anything with that. You, you, you can't, you can't help them because there's no hair left to take. Wow. Um, and it, it's, uh, I feel really bad for these patients and they get, they get, you know, tricked, they get tricked out of their money and, you know, the, the, the physicians may or may not care, but they're halfway across the world. So, you know, they got your money. Yeah, that's awful. Um, so, that, you know, that, so we see that a lot, unfortunately. Now, you're mentioning these scars. How painful is actual surgery? Are people screaming during this? No. So, so the nice thing about this surgery is you don't have general anesthesia. You would think you'd be put out for the surgery, but you don't have to be. So um, at the very beginning of the day, uh, we do about five to ten minutes of little sort of shots around the head. Okay. Uh, it's lidocaine, Novocaine, like you would use at the dentist. Yeah. Literally after that, there's zero pain. So we have a 70-inch screen TV. They're watching Netflix, Amazon. <laughs> uh, we give them some Valium if they want to just chill and take a nap. Uh, for those shots, we also have nitrous oxide. So if you want some laughing gas or just get high for that part, it's all good. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's really, I mean, most people say it's enjoyable. Like, they, they, they really, I've had patients that are like, can I just finish the movie? Yeah. I don't want to leave. I'm having such a great time. <laughs> uh, so when I, before I did my procedure, I had many patients, at least half, say, at the end of the day, that really wasn't that bad. Nice. And I'd think to myself, are you crazy? You know, what, what we did to you, you know? Yeah. Um, and then after I did my procedure, I remember at the end when I was in sort of the, you know, afterwards with Matt and I said, that actually was kind of fun. It was almost, <laughs> it was almost a fun day. Wow. You're just sitting there. Yeah. People are like, you know, paying attention to you. You're having snacks. You know, you doze off for a while. It was, it was actually That's fun. Cool. So yeah. the, the, the worst part of the whole day, speaking from experience, the worst part of the whole day is the shots. And, and that part, you know, that's not fun. But, mm-hmm. and I have a foot, believe it or not, I'm a good doctor. I'm not a very good patient. Mm. I hate needles. Um, I got, everybody gets through it you sort of just suck it up and yeah. you know, I found my Zen happy place. And then, uh, you know, it takes about five, eight minutes. And then after that, the rest of the day is fun. You just sitting there chilling, watching Netflix all day. Nice. So how long does it take on average? Anywhere from maybe four to seven hours, depending yeah, on okay. the size. You yeah. Know. yeah. We, we, we keep it rolling cause we want to get these graphs back in you, but you know, yeah. we stop for lunch and bathroom breaks and stuff. Like got it. That. We yeah. typically do one patient a day. Okay. So yeah. So it's very personal. 
Oh yeah. 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 And I think people should deserve be. that. Yeah. yeah if you're be. paying that much money to do a surgery and it, I mean, it's your hairline, man. It's yeah. you look at every single day. Yeah. Um, and this hair is permanent, right? So mm-hmm. you, you know, whatever hairline we put on there is the same hairline you're going to have when you're 90 years old. Like it never goes away. Really? So in that same way, you don't want to look at your high school yearbook picture and say, oh, my hairline <laughs> used to come down to that mole. You know, it used to be a two finger forehead. Yeah. It's not going to make sense when you're older. So right. a lot of, a lot of the, um, a lot of this is sort of planning the right, the appropriate hairline for, for someone, you know? Mm. So yeah. um, you, you want it to look natural. It has to look natural. Yeah, it can't right. just be a straight line. It has to have a little bit of recession in it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is, you know, we, I, I personally spend about an hour before the surgery yeah. drawing different hairlines. It's, it's, it's an art, you know, wow. this yeah. is an art and there's no right or wrong here. There's no sort of cookie cutter way to do this. Interesting. Um, it, it should take, it, it should take longer than 20 minutes to, 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 to draw out the hairline. You really, you know, right. got to work yeah. with the patient and find out what they want you know, you remind them that what I tell patients is you want it to look natural now, but also 10, 20, 30 years from now, you know, you yeah. want it to look age appropriate and yeah. you want it to look natural. Yeah. And you guys do mostly men. So, so we're actually pretty unique in that way. Yeah. So, so most clinics are probably about 80% men, 20% women. Right. We actually are about 50, 50. Wow. And, and one of the reasons is our, our clinic, um, and some of this is cause I was on the Dr. Oz show. Yeah. Uh, and so we had at that point, we were talking about women, hair transplants, we have a large segment, about 50% of our clientele is African-American women mm. that have what's called traction alopecia. So they have, back in the 90s, it was very, very cool to do very, very tight hairstyles, tight braids, box braids, uh, weaves, glues, adhesives, all that stuff mm. eventually just rips out your frontal edges. So these women are wearing, you wouldn't even know it, they're, very, they're like master disguisers. They're wearing wigs every day. So a large part of our practice is sort of doing that. And it's very difficult to do. You have to have a very a lot of experience to do that mm. type of hair, yep. but when it's done correctly, it gives you amazing results. So, so that's kind of unique with our clinic. So we get people flying from all over the world because a lot of doctors just don't do a lot of ethnic hair, curly hair, coily hair. Um, so, you know, that's, we're, you know, blessed to have that sort of segment yeah. uh, as well. That's cool. Yeah. Man, I didn't know you could do curly hair and all these different styles. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought oh, it was yeah. just straight hair. Yeah. Did you know you can put body hair on your head? Really? Yeah. So there's something called body hair transplant. So now they're doing uh, neck hair, beard hair, chest hair. Yeah. Um, So sometimes when people run out of of donor hair, they will they will do that. So it's it's I mean technology. It's just exponentially getting better every year. It doesn't always look like the hair hair, so you got to be careful with it. But if it's all you got, it's better than nothing. Right. Until the cloning happens, then 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 you're in business. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm excited for the cloning. It seems like I'm growing up at the right time, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a new. I just read about a study last week. There's a guy. Um, you ever have those moles that just grow hair like overnight? You know, they're like they'll just. There's some. I, I get one on my neck, just one single. Okay, hair. yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. you'll pluck it, and then three days later, it's yep. an inch long, right? Yeah. So, so they figured out there's a they've they've isolated the molecule that's responsible for turning that hair on, mm. and they think that that's gonna if they can figure that out, they're gonna be able to sort of adapt. You know, they could basically save your hair or make your hair grow faster that way Whoa. so it's really cool stuff yeah that's cool Amazing. yeah because yeah it grows so fast <laughs> yeah i'm like i just pulled this out right yeah. here every time every yeah. two three days yeah. yeah so you give that to a bald guy and he's you know basically a big yeah. mole wow <laughs> <laughs> so how many people are actually bald do you think like percentage wise oh so about 50 percent of the population is has some significant hair loss that it wow. bothers them by that age high? 50 by age 50 yeah, crap. I wouldn't yeah. say bald, but they have no, 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 not right. bald, but they have enough that it bothers them. So there's right? a, they have enough hair loss that it bothers them by right. age fifty, about fifty percent. Yeah. yeah, my grandfather had the circle baldness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm scared that yeah. I inherited that. <laughs> so there's a whole scale. It's called the Norwood scale, right? So yeah. so if you have just a little bit in the front, uh, it's called Norwood three. If you have the circle in the back, you're Norwood four, and it keeps going on until you have basically the guy that has a little 
you know, one finger band or, you know, horseshoe in the back. So, yeah. uh, nor with seven. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. And, and, um, you know, the treatment that you would do is going to vary, vary based on how much hair you need to, mm. you know, so. You get a lot of people with widow's peak coming in? Yeah. 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 So, you know, and, and a lot of women will, you know, depending on whether they want to keep it or not, some women like the widow's peak. So we'll incorporate it and sort of, you know, incorporate it into the new hairline. Mm. Other women or men hate it and they want to get rid of it. And so we'll sort of, you know, it, it incorporate it without and sort of blend it in right. with the rest of the hair. Yeah. They did studies on it. Uh, most people find it unattractive. Unattractive. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Widows. A lot of villains in movies like Dracula and stuff, they have widow's peak. <laughs> It's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Scar, scars on their face too. I heard that, 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 scars. Yeah, if you have a scar, that's also a villain too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, why do you guys think hair transplants get such a bad reputation? They deserve a bad reputation, right? So, when hair transplants first came out, they're very unnatural. Um, there's also a lot of dishonesty in this field. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, even with just some of the marketing that you know we see, like so, especially in some of these foreign countries, we we've we've had multiple clinics that are using our pictures. You know, so we find that almost every week a new clinic that's using other, other people's pictures. So wow. um, people have the right to be distrustful of this. Mm-hmm. And then also look at the regulation. There's basically no regulation, yeah. right? So, so you could literally graduate med school, do it the next day. Um, people go into these clinics. A lot of times they don't even meet the doctor. They'll meet a sales guy mm. that's really pushy. They feel like they're in sort of a used car sales lot. Right. So, um, it, you know, it is kind of this, this unregulated sort of seedy uh, field, you know, and, and we're trying to make it better. You yeah. Know, I think, and, and there's some great docs out there. There's some there wonderful are. doctors out mm-hmm. there, but yeah. unfortunately there's a lot of sort of the, these puppy mill, you know, black marketplaces that, yeah. that, um, do not do, you know, don't give the, the, uh, don't give a good reputation for the field. Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, they'll, they'll cut corners or, or not be upfront with patients. Um, they may not even have doctors in the building when they do the surgeries, just technicians, or there may be a, you know, doctor just signing charts and not doing anything. Um, and, and very little follow-up or care afterwards. Right. Um, so, so, you know, the, like, like Matt said, there's, there's a reason why people kind of look at you and, and, you know, sort of skeptically. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of reason for that. Yeah. You guys get people judging you without even knowing you? Sure. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like skeptics. I like proving them wrong, right? Yeah. So, so a lot of times we'll have, like, a couple in there, and the, and the guy's yeah. going to hair transplant, right. and the woman's like, I can't believe you're doing this. Right. Why are you doing <laughs> this? And uh, and a year later, they're like they're like the happy like so I'm so happy yeah. you got it done. Holy wow. smokes! Like, yeah. and, and you can see, you can see them turn as the day goes on. And, and they'll start smiling and talking with you. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing how important hair is for every facet of your life. Like right. these, you see these guys that just have so much more confidence in their in their business. Mm. Uh, they have that extra edge with their relationship. You know, yep. a lot of guys just got are sing- newly single, and this is like what they're doing. And, and it's like it makes such a difference to yeah. have hair. Yeah. Um, I've had, I've had guys living in their parents' bedroom or parents' parents' bedroom, parents', parents, parents <laughs> basement. No, hopefully yeah, yeah. not basement. In their basement, and you know he the, the, he was just too embarrassed to get his own place. He you know he he didn't want a job where he would go out. He wouldn't date. Yeah. Um, it changes their life. I mean, it changes. Yeah. I know from experience, it's changed my life dramatically. Awesome. Much more confidence. You know, you wear your hair anyway. I'm not afraid to get into the water anymore. I'm not afraid of the wind blowing. You know, mm. I don't have to wear hats all the time. I mean, it, it's awesome. Wow. So yeah. you used to be scared just to jump in a pool? Yeah. I mean, once I realized that I had, I had some really bad recession. I'll show you a picture earlier, but yeah. um, I, I had really bad recession. My hairline was really high. Um, I didn't know it until I saw a picture of myself on my 20th high school reunion. <laughs> I didn't even recognize myself. I wow. thought I was like, who is that old guy? And I was like, oh my God, that's me. And then, you know, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And so yeah. um, now, you know, I look at, I look at, I, well, I have a picture, my daughter has a picture in her bedroom of me from that time. 
in, in her room. And every time I walk in there, I cringe. I can't even look at it anymore. <laughs> it, it looks like a different person. So Yeah, because I guess when you look at yourself every day, you don't notice over time yeah, how sad it gets. Yeah, and it's great. You see these patients a year afterwards, a couple of years afterwards, they'll send you pictures. They're always smiling, always smiling. Yeah, and, nice. and it just gives you such confidence to be able to wear what you want, do what you want. I mean, it gives people a new lease on life. It's, it's pretty incredible. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So if people watching this are interested, how much does it cost on average? Well, he paid zero. <laughs> so, <laughs> so get, make friends with anywhere Matt. from zero to <laughs> so i mean average in the u.s is probably anywhere from maybe five to 15 okay. you know depending on how much hair you need yeah. um and you you know like like we talked about before you can pay as little as three to four elsewhere but you know that's that that's red flag to me yeah you know i mean if, if you want to buy a porsche you got to pay for a porsche you know you're right. not you're not gonna pay for a honda and buy and get a porsche coming out the dealership so mm. I, that, you know, that's sort of what I tell patients, um, that makes sense. you know, be, be, you know, be mindful, <laughs> be careful. It's a really good investment in yourself though. Yeah. And, and, you know, how many things can you buy for yourself that are, that are there for the rest of your life? You yeah. know, this yeah. is something that is just, you know, I think such a good investment that yeah. way. Um, yeah. So what happens when you get older and your real hair starts to gray? Yeah. So, I mean, gray hair is not dead hair, right? So, so, and actually gray, we're seeing, even with women, um, particularly African-American women, like it's almost like cool now to yeah. be gray, right? It mm. used to be like everyone was dying their hair with any yep. gray hair they fought. Right. But, but now it's like cool. So um, gray, you know, we don't just transplant the dark hairs and not the gray hairs. So mm -hmm. we, you want to blend it in. Uh, but certainly with this new hair, you can dye it. You can color it if you choose to. Yeah. Um, it's it's your, just it's regular hair. hair. It grows to any length you want. I mean, if you want to rock a ponytail, you want to rock hair down to your ankles, you can do it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's your own hair. It's just coming from the back of the head, so you can treat it any way you treat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. it grows like normal hair. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. it's your own hair. It's just I thought it was fake hair. No, no. Yeah. So it's the hair that we take from the back, and so we're actually removing from the back of the head. Got it. Separate the, the hair into tiny little pieces, and then we just deploy those wherever you need them up front. Got yeah, it. so it's your own wow. hair, and, th and that's the beautiful. There, there are kits out there and systems where it's fake hair that you can get in, not implanted, but get you know glued no. or, or replaced. But you have to get those replaced periodically. Yeah, um, and it's not real hair, you know, or it's not your own hair. This is your own real hair that grows, and you can style it any way you want. You can grow it at any length that you want. You can get it wet. You can the wind blows. You can do whatever you want with it. It's your mm -hmm. own hair. Wow. Yeah. So you're transplanting the root. So it's basically like planting a garden. Mm -hmm. You know, we're taking the roots, we're putting them in other places, and then three or four months after the surgery, it will start producing its own hair wow. permanently. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So what age are, uh, what factor does age play in all this? Yeah. So, I mean, we like to, you know, we don't operate on kids, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've had anywhere from, you know, I, I like to say 21 was probably, you know, youngest yeah. adult. Um, I had an 83 year old in the chair the other day. 83. Uh, 83. You would wow. think at 83, you would stop caring about your, you know, you never stop caring about your hair. It's one of those things that you're always affected by. So a lot of guys come in and say, ah, you know, I just want to get hair now. I'm not going to care when I'm like 60. You actually care more when you're 60 because yeah. you know what I mean? Like you, you know, especially nowadays people are, yeah. you know, people are living longer. They're want to be, you know, healthier, longer. You know, they're paying much more attention to, to, you know, the inside health as well as the outside health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the factor I actually find more important than age is sort is their maturity and how much research they've done. You know, if, you know, I would do a 20 year old guy and I've done plenty of 20 year old guys but they've researched it for two, three years. Mm. They know the risks and the benefits. They know they're probably going to need another surgery or two in the future. 
They know they're going to lose more hair. They're very knowledgeable about the situation. Wow. At the same time, I would not do a 50-year-old who thought about it yesterday and was like, <laughs> oh, you know, I just thought it was cool, and maybe if it doesn't work, I'll get it reversed. Well, obviously, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And so, you know, for, instead of age, I, I think much more about sort of maturity and knowledge mm-hmm. level and how much research they've done about it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What are some uh, outrageous things or myths you guys have seen about hair loss? <laughs> oh, my God, so many. Um, so the... Uh, Myth. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, you, you will not lose your hair the more you. So really, go, you can you can all you want. You, that that may cause may cause other problems, <laughs> but it's not proof. It's not going. You're not going to lose your hair. Yeah. How is that correlated yeah. at all? I don't get it. To testosterone, right? So testosterone, oh. they it's so actually it's true that if you, a lot of people got uh, these bodybuilders will do testosterone yeah. or you know any guy really, yeah. it will accelerate your genetic hair loss to do testosterone. So guys think sometimes if they're they're, they're increasing their testosterone or affecting their testosterone that will affect your hair mm. um the biggest myth i see is uh, yeah i used to wear a hat all the time yeah. you know um which is completely false right it has nothing that i wore a hat every day as a kid and i, right. I don't think i've lost a hair in my life <laughs> and if that were <laughs> you're, true you're you would lose hair, hair in the back where the hair rubs right so right, right. so yeah um, and, and every baseball player would be bald every golfer <laughs> yeah, yeah. would be bald right so, yeah. right yeah um what else, what other myths so you know you know there's a myth that it's only from your mom's side. That's oh, yeah. not true. It can come from either your mom's side or your dad's side. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it varies. Some, some, it can skip generations. There's some patients with their brother who has a full, full set of hair and they don't vice mm. versa. So it, 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 there's, there's 60 some odd genes that control hair growth and that mm-hmm. most of them are not on the gene coming from your mom. So right. um, it can be a factor from, from your mom, but it also, there can be other factors as well too. How much of hair loss is genes and genetics versus environment? So I would, if I had to guess, I would say it's probably 95% genetic. Yeah. And there's probably about a 5%. That, that accounts for maybe the testosterone. That accounts for maybe stress. Mm-hmm. Um, stress can definitely, I, I think, accelerate your hair loss. We've seen also lately with yeah. um, almost a quarter of people that contract have some type of hair loss. Really? And usually it's temporary. Wow. But it can accelerate like sort of that natural progression of yeah. the genetic hair loss too. Whoa. So, you know, that's kind of a new thing. What what I hear a lot is guys saying, Yeah, I do have an uncle or a grandfather or father that you know, or people on my mom's side or my dad's side that were bald, but they didn't lose their hair till forty, fifty years old. Mm. I'm twenty. You know, I'm twenty five, <laughs> I'm thirty. So I, I it shifted and in, in from what I see, it shifted a lot younger. And I do think that is some environmental factor. Again, maybe there's some related, but I also think it's all the uh, test, you know, all, all the testosterone or, or hormones we're putting in our food, uh, you know, antibiotics and hormones and all that sort of stuff. So I, I do think there is definitely an environmental factor that may, again, maybe you were going to go bald anyway or lose your hair anyway, but I think it's, it's, you, you were seeing it at a younger age. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are you guys working on next and where can people learn more about this? Yeah. So, I mean, we're always, uh, we're always looking into the new technologies as yeah. well. So, um, you know, we have a lot of, you know, bio enhancements that we're working on now and, you know, looking into, um, naturaltransplants.com man. natural transplants is named our clinic. What a domain um, name. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should be natural, man. I mean, this is, you know, that's, that's the whole deal. Yeah. So, and then, um, uh, Instagram, uh, Dr. Yep. Underscore Kevin Blumenthal and then Dr. Kevin Blumenthal on, uh, TikTok. Cool. So, yeah. Getting into the, that space more. We have about right. a thousand videos on our website. You yeah. can check out our YouTube wow. page. So you've done a thousand transplants. I've done a couple thousand. Many transplants. more than that. Yeah. But we have about a thousand documented videos. ones on our, that people have been willing to put on the YouTube. Wow. So, um, three weeks ago, our, we did, uh, we did Timbaland's hair actually. Three oh weeks yeah. Ago. Yeah. So nice. we have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of celebrity pool now and yeah. we're, this is, this is part of the journey, man. It's, it's awesome. We meet some amazing. amazing people in this. Yeah. In this Very cool. Yeah, that's incredible. It makes me feel comfortable knowing you have all that experience, honestly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Fun. Appreciate it, man. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for watching, guys. Right. I'll see you next time.